0: Love, Hope,
1: Radio. Good afternoon, tennis fans. Welcome to the Yellow Ball Network. This is where you'll find your tennis news. And this is your host, Coach Denise, exploring tennis blessings and its effects on life's journey. Tennis is a wonderful sport, which could be the vehicle that takes you through life's journey. And our mentors, well, they might just provide that roadmap for your journey. On most Thursdays, I am blessed to be talking with mentors who have paved the pathway for many tennis players and coaches. Who are these mentors, you ask? Well, on the first Thursday of the month, it's usually Alan Fox. The second Thursday, it is normally Coach Chuck Reese but one of the people that we'd like to give well, I should say two of them, is Dr. Bryce Young and energy coach Linda LeClerc on, and we'd like to make sure they're on at least every other month, so we made a little switch this week. Uh, but other people that are on are people like Coach Ashley Hopson, uh Coach Scott Williams, Nick Saviano, uh, Coach Ed Krass, uh Uh, Well, just if I went on and on, it would take me half the broadcast. We've been blessed during the last almost four years now to be uh, talking to high school coaches and tennis coaches uh, from colleges who have uh, really showed the pathway to a lot of us. Of course, the nice thing about Block Talk Radio and the Yellow Ball Network is that you can listen anytime you choose to the broadcast. Or any of the other ones, like uh, I said, Wednesdays is Coach Chuck Reese Some days is uh, the coaches' Corner with Randy Blumenthal. Uh, you can tune in any time you feel like listening. Uh, I would like to thank the Yellow Ball CEO, J.P. Weber, for hosting our network. And if you're not following We Coach Tennis on Facebook, well, you're missing out on some useful information. Because I do believe Dr. King, when he said our lives begin to end the day, we become silent about things that matter. Each Thursday, I will add my personal views on North American tennis. And naturally, you will hear my biased views that the tennis journey should be going through our high schools and colleges. Who knows? We may wake up that sleeping giant called uh, high school tennis. Uh, as I said, I will be giving my views on that. I used to give them at the end of the broadcast uh, when uh, I, if I had time. Uh, it was suggested uh, almost a year ago, I guess now, that I do it prior to that. So just to prove that I'm not too old to uh, make uh, change, changes necessary, like I've uh, stated in one of my articles. Uh, tough sometimes, but uh, necessary. But besides our weekly conversation, the Almighty will, and you'll be able to continue reading my articles in Florida Tennis Magazine. And as I previously expressed, if you disagree, please email me at coachdenise.fhstcaatt.net. At Who knows, you may read... Your views in Florida Tennis Magazine, or you might uh, hear them uh, on one of our broadcasts. It would not be the first time. Uh, Remember, if someone has taken the last issue of Florida Tennis from your pro shop, you can always see the last issue of the magazine by going to www.floridatennis.com. Or in between issues, you can go and find Jim Marks and my articles, as well as other information uh, on Facebook at FL Tennis. That's FL Tennis on Facebook. A lot going on in between issues. And we try to keep you abreast. I see our uh, guests uh, with us now. I will introduce them in a moment. But let me uh, give you my commentary. Uh, like I said, promised a while ago I would do it prior and uh, I, I this is it. In the August and September 2018 issue of Florida ten, Tennis Magazine, our founder and publisher Jim Mark's article was titled Florida Center of Tennis Universe and it was about Florida being the home to numerous events. When discussing the article on One of my previous Cocheney Sharon Tennis Blessings broadcasts, many agreed with the premises of the article, but not everyone. While most agreed that tennis is home in Florida, probably the biggest disagreement with some was the value of the USTA national campus being in Lake Nilna. I believe on previous broadcasts I've expressed my views on the national campus, And while not wanting to be the dead horse about the beautiful facility, I can't help but be excited about the NCAA May 16th to 25th National Championships, having the men and women championships at the same location and at the same time. I do understand that everyone is not going to make it to visit uh, the, the. tournament and enjoy the nearby attractions of the area but I cannot help but wonder if those tennis fans who are not able to make the two week event would be able to watch it on the tennis channel if it was not being held at our USTA National Campus. Hopefully we'll see you there. I look forward to it. Uh, But if you can't, uh, like I said, it'll be on the tennis channel. It's your advantage. Well, that's my commentary, and I did it before, like promised, and I see our guests are on here. Bryce, Linda, are you there?
2: (laughs) Yes. Uh, Good afternoon, Coach Denise. It's great hearing your voice again.
1: Well, it's great uh, being here. I don't know about great hearing the voice. I wish I had a young voice. It's uh, interesting today. We uh, Our topic was fear because uh, one of the things I fear about all the uh, reading of all your fine work, I have to admit, uh, I do have a fear of how much time uh, is left, and I have a, a fear of uh, uh, losing, not just, well, more important than losing my voice, is uh, losing my memory. So. Uh, it's uh, always a pleasure to talk with uh, both of you. I've taken uh, liberty of uh, in my introduction uh, uh, to fear and being an uh, energy blocker. I found it interesting. Uh, I asked a question: uh, Which uh, is it? Is it a gift from the uh, god, or is it uh, an energy blocker? And uh, Actually, on all three of your books, uh, the two by Linda and, of course, uh, uh, your book, uh, The Courtside uh, Coach, uh, you mention it, uh, but you don't mention it. Well, in uh, Linda's book, Yes, God Speaks to Women Too, she says, uh, is a gift from God. But uh, (laughs) it's a good topic because I think even... People like myself have to be reminded there's two sides to the issue, at least. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, um, fear is fear it, as a gift from God is when that inner security system that we have goes off and warns us that we're in danger. And that's, where, that's really the gift of fear is, is protecting us. However, the fear that we are mostly bothered by is the fear that we create ourselves, within ourselves. And the fear is really, um, the danger is really inside of us, inside of ourselves, and we've, we're making up that danger. There really is no danger. And so it complicates the, um, the problem itself because it's hard to... Um, eliminate something that doesn't exist which is really what the fear that we create from inside of us ourselves so it's a great topic I mean it, it comes up in all of our sessions with people and and we talk a lot about it with each other and 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 if it's affecting us how we can dissolve the fear too so we are open to questions and we certainly have a lot to talk about around that topic, and other ones that stand forth from that. Um,
2: could could I share um, one of our sessions just this week, coach? i uh, we one of the one of the things that we want to do is to be exceptionally responsive um, working together with both athletes and their families. and uh, I had a wake up call because we get calls from all over the world and they come at all hours of of the day and night. (laughs) And uh, I had a wake up call this week um, in which uh, a mom had called to say, my son just really needs to talk to you. And I mean, I I know it's the last minute and I know there's a big difference between we're in Europe and you're over in the U S and is there any way you can talk to me? Just, he just, he has to talk to you. Just, he just played two tournament matches. They were just terrible. It was just, it was just, it was, it was, it was just gut wrenching to watch him. And so I, I get back to them and I say, "We'll do our very best to to get back to you uh, as soon as we can today, and, and we'll we'll definitely talk to your son." And so we we get on the phone, with with her son, we're, we're what'sapping, and the son says, "Well." I started slow and I was really tight. And so yeah, I, I guess I guess I was in some fear. But he said every time I made a mistake I looked over where mom was sitting and she was burying her head in her hand. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we we said, Well well so how did that make you feel? And he said, Awful. I got tighter and tighter, I got more fearful and more fearful. Pretty soon I could barely hit the ball and, and so what we did, uh, coach, was we invited his mom to join us in the session, which was wonderfully productive. They were both so open and honest and and uh, the the mom says, "You know, I guess I need to um, confess something to Coach Linda and you, Dr. Young. I actually think that call I woke you up with this morning was more for me than him." <laughs> 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 but what we what we were able to do is to share some things um, which we do. we work with it, you never work with just one individual, it's the whole family and uh, we take pride in doing that in in the work we do with with private uh, private retainer students and teams. Uh, and what we were hearing was that the mom wanted a game plan to help take her out of fear as well. And so, you know, one of the, uh, in brief, one of the things we did was was talk to her son about how, how we can work with him, but also his mom so that she can calm herself and relax and smile and positively reinforce what she's seeing rather than playing every point, which is just, devastating to her
0: mm-hmm. it what's important about this is that from an energy perspective coach is that energy is contagious and when we're around people that are in fear energy we can we can pick up on that fear energy ourselves and and consequently we start feeling fearful or whatever emotion they're feeling and with, with parents and children, that bond is so strong that, that kids feel it even stronger. And, of course, the parents feel it too. So this was a case of where the, the child was, you know, really working hard on the tools he had been learning from us, but he, was, he just felt like he froze and he, was, and he couldn't get out of it. And what he was picking up on was his mom's fear. And she she could not get out of the fear herself. She was locked and and was anxious and and hanging on every every point. And so, uh, understanding, you know, as a parent or as a coach, that your energy can affect your child or your the players around you. And so, if you are in fear, no matter what you're saying to the player energetically what they're picking up is is the energy of fear or if you, you know, if you're in doubt the form of fear they'll pick up the energy of doubt from you and it it and it truly doesn't matter what you're saying to the person because it's the feeling behind what you're saying that they're picking up on they're picking up the truth of what you're feeling and so the importance of working with our own energy and learning, you know, learning what our energy is about and how to work with it and how to, how to keep it at a higher frequency of joy and, and love and, and in order to perform at higher levels and, and to be at that frequency where life is flowing freely and in balance instead of being stuck and, or scattered. And you know we bless this mom because she was very open to what we were working on with her, and we could even gently tease her about what was going on. And um, you know there there's there's a happy ending to this story because she was open to it, and she wasn't defensive about it at all. She was just really honest. Yeah, that's how I'm feeling out there, and then open to the techniques that we can teach her to to um, allow herself to watch and enjoy her child competing out there instead of being anxious and miserable and having to actually leave. In fact, the end of the, 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 the story on the match was that the the son split sets and the mother left the course to get away because she knew she wasn't helping any. And the third set, the boy came back and had reset and had started using all the tools that he knew were helpful, and he won the, the third set, like 6-1. And, you know, and it was, to me, it's a shame as a parent not to be able to enjoy watching your child play. I know last week when you were talking um, with Alan and, and the baseball game was over with with your grandson. I mean, I thought yeah. oh, that was tough for you to leave that game and and you know, take care of your responsibilities with the show and, and your interview. And I thought that was really, really fun. And you and, and Bobby sounded like you were really enjoying watching your grandson play and, and hopefully and hopefully, I was accurate in how much joy you were getting from it, and Bobby couldn't help but yell it to you from the other room <laughs> when he finally brought home <laughs> the right <home to> win. <laughs> and I, you know, I was surprised you were leaping up and cheering
1: more uh, than he did. I was, I was surprised how many people lasted through that two and a half minutes and listened to the rest of the broadcast because it just. Uh, you know we are who we are, and uh, I, I think for multiple reasons, I just I, I love uh, the whole experience. I'm still the pain in that grandfather reminding to keep up your grades in case you don't become a, you know, a pro uh, baseball player. It looks like you're on your way, but you don't know what the Almighty has planned for you. So keep studying, but uh, it is special times.
0: Now I like you know I might suggest a rephrasing of how you're communicating that to your grandson. Okay.
1: Okay. Are you open to that? Oh yeah, definitely. It?
0: Okay, because okay, I don't want to you know sound like I'm picking on you. <laughs> okay. To your grandson, what he's hearing is, oh no, I might not make it, and. Um, you know, I better do something else because I'm not going to make it. You know, he's, he's getting this this fear message from you about not making it when it's – because you're saying, like, um, well, just do this in case you don't make it. Okay, so do this in case you don't make it. But doing this doesn't sound too attractive, in, you know, when it's put like that. And so it's possible to just reframe it and um, – Pointing out, you know, it's really great that you're also working on on your academics and what a, a great asset that's going to be for you, and it, it's really going to help you even even in your career as a baseball player. It's going to be an asset for you, and so you bring it to him as a positive addition to what he's doing, rather than, uh, well, if this doesn't work out, you this because there's that element of fear in there. And, you know, if if we had more time to examine it closer, uh, it might, you know, it might be more obvious to people than just me saying there's an element of fear there. But you can, I mean, I could feel it, you know, I can feel it in that vibration. But the important thing is that you're introducing something and you're encouraging him in something from a, a vibration of excitement of if this is a good thing, I mean really learning and academics are a good thing you know not just a not just as a backup but just as an asset in his life, so uh, how we communicate our love and our encouragement is very important because sometimes when we communicate, the person hearing receives it differently than than you meant it. We have lots of stories of how coaches communicate with players. And we hear what the player heard. And we know, especially if we know the coach, that's not what she meant to say or he meant to say. But oftentimes what the players are hearing is that the coach doesn't believe in them, or that the coach doesn't trust them, or that they're not good enough to do something. Um, Recently, I had a case of a a player being told by the coach before a match, I I want you just to serve and ball and get to the net as fast as you can, because that's where you're going to win the points. What the player heard Which that could sound really innocent and and positive. But what the player heard was, I'm no good at the baseline. I won't be able to keep up with anybody from the baseline. So I have to get to the net. And no matter, even if I'm not ready to get to the net, because that's the only place I can win points.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, I guess that's the whole thing about knowing. Yeah, player, and of course my belief for years is, uh, especially I mean, in the pro level you can't do it in the, in the high school, and uh, you have to be somebody like me that's always stealing information from you and Bryce, uh, or uh, when I was coaching in the high school, I uh, gave them your books uh, rather than trophies, but that's just who I am. I just I think it's people should. Uh, read and, uh, and learn, but uh, I agree, it's every, everybody is, uh, is different and you've got to take the time to know them, I, I know I preach mm-hmm. um, I, one of my disappointments in our education system is we coaches, you get a team and in three months you're supposed to develop a team uh, in three months, you don't get to know everybody. How do you love and share your love mm-hmm. and support with somebody when you really don't know who they are? And uh, mm-hmm. some people said I cheated but uh, uh, because I ran a no-cut program, but uh, I would start three months before the season, and we would have discussions. It was player, coach, parents, and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and we'd get to know each other, and I always felt uh, – Sometimes we get too much restrictions, uh, and all meaningful trying to help each other, but I'm not sure it is helpful. Uh, uh, we just have to uh, get to know people, and, boy, that's hard to do.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I I think it's actually easy to get to know people. <laughs> um, maybe not know everything about them, but... Mm, you know, we're all connected, and we all have the same or similar, you know, wishes, desires, and aspirations. We, for the most part, want to be able to express who we are, our higher selves, and so some of the fears that people have are are pretty commonplace. And my uh, approach because I understand I mean the the more you know about the player me the more the better. But you don't have to know um, everything about the player and especially if you don't have the time to get to know that. And I think I, I told you about coaching middle school for our granddaughter the last two years. Um right. or a year the first year and then I did again last fall. And uh I felt like I felt like I knew how to communicate with each of the kids on the team by by um, really ha- having that. We talked last time about heart brain coherence and learning to speak from your heart instead of just from your head and. It, I taught that heart-brain coherence to the team at the beginning of the season and they absolutely loved it. You know, I, I mean, I didn't know for sure how much they loved it until one of the sixth graders in, you know, was, was asking, aren't we going to do heart-brain coherence before the match today? Because I thought we were, we were going to have enough time. And um, really, you know, saying, yeah, we want to do it. And then at the end of the season, having kids thank me for teaching them heartbreak coherence and how much it helped them. And so talking to players from your heart really and and listening to them through your heart, you get to know at least at some, um, some direct level who the person is. And it's surprising how much you pick up from that. I mean, I, um, I felt like, you know, there was like some basic things you want to know and what, what is their driving force, that kind of thing, what really motivates them. And that's, you know, a few questions and you can get those answers. So um, I, would, I would encourage coaches to recognize first how important it is, but two, that you don't have to know everything about them, but, you, but when you care about them, the things that are really important to that person will come out in your even brief conversations and the questions you ask. And so, and, and have, it's so important.
1: Uh, yeah. I'm sorry, go on. No, I agree with you. I think, uh, you yeah, know, I, uh, I don't know, maybe it did, I might deal with trying to be a perfectionist, but, You know, as as you know, because I, uh, years ago, the the Courtside Notebook was really a takeoff of the Courtside Coach of Dr. Bryce Young. And the one thing in that book, more than anything, that stood out in my mind was uh, he used the phrase, uh, prepare your mind, train your body, and most importantly, play from your heart. And uh, I, you know, and that's something for years and years. I used that in my those you know first Wednesday in September, first Wednesday in October, first Wednesday in November mm-hmm. before we were legally allowed to start training. We got mm-hmm. to know each other because I felt that they should know who I am and what I expect and and I want to know who they are because I want to know how mm-hmm. to address it. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. And I I think one of the things that's so helpful, Coach, and, and uh, you're, you're sharing just so much of who you are and how many lives you, you're touching and have touched as a coach, that one of the things that I think helps athletes move through fear is how do, just ask yourself, how do I help this athlete feel safe? And when an athlete feels safe, win or lose, they have the opportunity to really really love playing and and that's that I think is is a a key question to ask and and I think when when a, a parent or a coach asks that okay what am i doing to help each one of these athletes feel safe and sometimes you can even ask the athlete you know what 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 would be the best thing i could do to help you when you lose a match When you win a match,
0: Mm -hmm.
2: what's the best thing I, you know, I can do in the sideline when you're, you know, when you're relaxed and calm and breathing deep and smiling and showing how much you just love watching them play, that creates an energy that's a lot safer than a lot of what we see at at tournaments and and even in high school tennis.
1: Yeah, I agree. I saw probably a month ago, on the Tennis Channel, a coach went out there, and the first thing from his mouth uh, to uh, the player was, what can I do to help you? And I thought that was <laughs> so good. I said, asking the athlete, I'm here, uh, you know, yeah. listen from them. I mean, I think we forget how much we learn from the athletes. I mean.
2: Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Very no, I, I think you're spot on. And and I I just I I keep thinking of of examples of seeing uh, fear in athletes, and if I could share this one uh, briefly, I, I remember watching a junior player at at Kalamazoo at the national sixteens and eighteens and the athlete wasn't moving his feet and the parent leaps out of the stands after the match and says, I can't believe you did that to me. After all this effort, everything we put into you, you weren't even trying. You were tanking out there. And so the a- attribute that the parent put on the fact that the the player's feet weren't moving was that he didn't care and he wasn't trying. When I was able to work with the child and the athlete, what he said was, Doc, I couldn't even breathe. I was I was I was in so much fear. I Honest to gosh, I, I don't know if my feet moved or not. He said, I, I, could, I could barely breathe out there. And so it was the opposite of that. He, he was trying so hard. And so what, right. what we were able to do was to work with both the, the athlete and the parent and raise the parent's awareness that, no, we need to provide some tools. We'll provide a focused breathing plan before the player goes on the court and during the warm up to help them start breathing slow and deep and calming down all those jitters. And and that that's gonna give this athlete a chance to get into the match, to move his feet, and to give it the best shot he's got. And then the parents gotta be able to accept, look, that that was a great effort and that's that's what's gonna help the athlete feel safe is mm-hmm. I love watching you play out there. Yeah. And, and I know that, uh, that Linda's done a lot of work in that area with, um, with, with helping athletes.
0: I have a funny story about, um, along the same lines, I was playing a uh, women's doubles match a couple weeks ago, and my partner was really nervous, and, you know, she was in, um, in, definitely in fear. And we, we lost the first set, and over to her and just spontaneously put my arm around her and told her, I love playing with you. And that is pretty much all I said to her. And then we went back in back to the second set in one six oh. And I mean, it was like I was my partner was a different person altogether, you know, the person that I normally see playing. And so it just that um I know what happened is is I released a lot of fear that she was, she was feeling by expressing love and her, her willingness, you know, I mean, she smiled. I mean, it took her, it surprised her. And so she smiled and that helped release some energy, but that the power of love is, is, is just amazing, amazing what it can do. and, and, How it affects our energy and how it can dissolve fear. I mean, when you are when you are coming from love energy, you don't feel fear. You know, those two don't go together. And um, I know a lot of. I've been. It seems like I've been reading um, some things that that coaches uh, think that our young people today are not. Tough enough, and that they're um, weak, and that's really not what what I'm seeing, and I don't think it's what Bryce is seeing. They just need um, more uh, more help, maybe you know, more you know, they perhaps they're. They respond differently to coaching today than kids did 30 years ago. Um, definitely, our consciousness is different. But um,
2: I was well, thinking. think the, the one
1: common denominator is though that love is just a great healer. I mean, and and I'm not so sure. I I I do a lot of reading. I I like a lot of stuff on uh, Facebook. I had comments. Uh, you said that same thing 30 years ago. I like people sharing. I might not agree with everything, as long as they're not vulgar and negative. I I, mm-hmm. I like to see people in there. But I think back to and I, admittedly, I worked with this young lady from when she was eight years old. But in high school, I had a blessing to be able to coach her, too. And I'm the type of person, I knew all my own fears and my own fault and uh, expressed myself as she missed. I I hurt for her. And I remember hiding myself in a tree when she was playing behind a tree, watching from a distance. (laughs) And I learned from my student that she says, Coach, I, I know you're disappointed. I said, No, I'm not disappointed. I've heard. She said, I know you're hurt because I missed that shot. I said, It's who I am. It's nothing. She said, Coach, I need you by the net. I need you by the fence. She said, I love you wow. like you love me. And, you know, and it, quite frankly, it became easier for me to stand uh, by the fence, <laughs> but I was always fearful that I was going to be sending the wrong message to her because I was heard, uh for her. So I think love is, uh, you know, it's just hard to measure that. It's just such a great healer. Mm-hmm.
0: And remember, you know, I think that people don't always understand, but, things like confidence and courage and trust and belief and determination, all of those things are on the love, you know, vibration. Those are, that's love energy. When I'm talking about love energy, that's what I'm talking about. Playing um, with doubt isn't going to help you do what you want to do out there. That's, a, that's in the fear energy. But playing with confidence is going to give you the best chance to uh, do what you want to do out there, to free your energy for your body in order to do what it knows how to do. I mean, fear gets in the way of the body. Love gets us out of the way and allows the body to, to soar. And, it, it, you know, that is such a good feeling. I had a young, um, a 15-year-old that I was talking to also today And she told me about, she was playing a team event over the weekend, and she, they were in the finals in the last day, and the score was 1-1, and she, it was going to be her singles match that was going to decide the, the winner. And she said, you know, before I learned all this, I would and so nervous and, and, and worried about, you know, winning or that I was going to lose or whatever, but I wasn't any of that. I was just so excited and so glad that I had that opportunity that I was the one who got to play the match. And, you know, and she went into that with that kind of energy and, and did pull out the match and win the, and win. But it was, you know, when she was telling me about it, it was, I knew that she had connected the dots. She had brought everything together. That she was playing with joy, and she was playing from love, and she was doing her breathing, and she was positive out there, and she was, and she was in keeping her energy at that higher frequency, so that when she played in attack mode, that she was also calm, and attacking. And uh, <laughs> we had been working on her forehand to create that as a weapon. And she said, oh, God, I'm just hitting blistering shots with my forehead. And it was just really fun hearing her and, and you know, the excitement she had. Because it, it wasn't, she was excited about how she played more than the fact that she won. You know, it was that she was using all those tools and it just felt so good. And that led to another um, conversation because she was having, um, her dad is one of her coaches. And she was, she was kind of struggling with him on, some, of the, on some, some days. She would struggle with him. And one of the things she was struggling with him was that he would want to work on her weaknesses. And, she, and she, that's what she said. He'd want to work on my weaknesses. And I, I really like working on my strengths. But I know I gotta get better, you know. I gotta improve my weaknesses. So I said to her, you know, um, you're starting to take more responsibility for your training. How about if you look at this instead of as your weaknesses, but as part of the game that you want to develop as another weapon, so that you can add this this part of the of of the game to your to you know your um, to your tools that you have to draw from. And so you're not working on a weakness. You're creating another weapon, another strength that you're creating. And, um, you know, bring that kind of attitude to, to your training instead of, oh, I hate, you know, I hate working on, on this because I'm not even good at it. And instead, you're looking at it. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm working on this because I want to get. I want to get better. I want to. I want this as a weapon for me. And it just really, you know, it kind of like a light bulb went off in her head because she was like, oh, Yeah, that sounds a lot better to me. I, you know, yeah, I do. I do want to work on it now. And 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 I can see where I was holding myself back before when I was thinking of it as a weakness instead of and that was just you know i mean that was just a little shift in perception of how something can be communicated at a different vibration and it and it, and we receive it differently uh, now her thinking of it as something as a new weapon a new strength put it in the in the category of already energetically being a strength and her vibration rose to that to that frequency by thinking of it that way and I it will not surprise me if I don't hear from her in a couple weeks and she's talking about how excited she is about this new shot
2: as now in her um in the back of her pocket <laughs> Well, and, and Coach, what I what I heard Linda describing about this player going out with a, a team match tied, and she's the final match, is that, and I know I know Linda teaches this, and and I teach it that that your energy absolutely shifts before you compete,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and without getting some mental coaching. Most athletes go to. I'm so nervous. I'm so afraid. Oh my gosh, this is horrible. You know, I feel terrible. And when you actually observe, no, this is my mind sending my body a signal. Hey, it's time to play. And my energy's coming up. My energy's coming up to go out there and play my best tennis. When when we go to that and you smile and say, Oh, all right, I'm I'm, I'm getting close to getting to play now. Then you can go out and do what this young woman did, which is just say, "Man, I just love being here. I'm, I'm going to go out and just just give it everything I've got, and I'll I'll have peace of mind no matter what with that."
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That, 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 that is just so important, and I think that uh, I enjoy the fact that, and I think this is where. You know, sometimes you feel inadequate as a coach. You don't have the team. I always felt, as you know, because during the training for the high school coaches, I always had somebody on the psychological part of it and, uh, because I just I, 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 just don't know if we're capable given it. And you're fearful sometimes of making a mistake. And uh, over the years, I've come to think that, you know, it's the same way as I say to to the kids in another aspect that you you only lose if you – when you're on the wrong side of the score, you only lose if you haven't learned something from it. Then you can call Uh it a loss. But if you're on Mm -hmm. the wrong side of the score – and you know that there's some things that you've learned from that, you have a loss as part of the learning process. I think as coaches, sometimes we're maybe too anxious to get results too soon. And I'm guilty myself. I think it took me a long time, you know, to get there and realize, okay, yes, you do need help, John. You could. It would be great if you – I uh, had uh, Bryce sitting on one side of you, and Linda on the other side. But it's not <laughs> going to happen. The schools just ain't going to buy into that.
0: That reminds me of um, <laughs> my big brother was a basketball coach and a baseball coach. And he asked me to um, sit behind the the players during during their timeout, you know, in the when he was talking to them, and to he wanted me to listen to what he was saying to them, so that after the game was over, we could talk about it, and you know, and and see if there was some way he could communicate what he was saying in a better way, and I I thought that was absolutely great, and. Interestingly enough, years later, when we were working with Coach Bobby Cremins at the College of Charleston, he asked us to do the very same thing, is is how can I communicate better? And um, how can I say this better? And there are coaches out there that are are so open to the work that we're doing, and we really appreciate that because, you know, we're very – um, and we love coaches and we love athletes. We're on, you know, we're on, we're on, we're cheering for both of them. And we want, you know, we want the coaches and, to do well and be happy, and and we want the players to do well and to be happy. And so and we, the parents and, and, and the parents, we want them too. So we're all on
1: the we're, same team. <laughs>
0: And we've played all the roles, so we know we actually know a lot about how each role feels. Uh.
1: Well, hopefully, you know uh, how much you appreciate it. And I, I don't think you know just how far down the line uh, sometimes uh, you go. I mean, um, as I started to say when we came on, I have a fear as I get older. And um, my fear is, do I have enough time to accomplish what I think I'm supposed to uh, accomplish before the Almighty takes me? But uh, I had the blessings of travel for 10 days, watching my grandson in Florida and spending time with my <laughs> daughter and my uh, son-in-law. And uh, and that two individuals I'm, I'm proud of them as i am of my grandson if not more proud because watching them how they handled you know the situation and not just what my grandson but with the team members on the bench with the parents of people on there i remember my uh, son-in-law saying to my uh, daughter why don't you sit between so and so you know so to make sure they don't get negative And you know it's uh, you know I think that positive energy you know it comes through and you know my grandson loses the first game that he pitches and when you're a freshman you know you don't know who you are yet you you know if you're a a junior or senior you know you belong there but you're wondering you belong and coming off the field and so positive the vibes and everything and during the stay. there my daughter senses and knows her, my fear is that, you know, is dementia. Am I going to sit there and lose it? And she said, you ought to get tested, Dad. You know, I know you're fearful. But she said to me, and, and I, I don't know how many years ago I gave her your first book. It was before she went to college. And she said, remember the book you gave me, Yes, God Speaks to Women, too? With Linda, I says, yes. She says, I want you to read a book for me, Dad. She says, it's Switch on Your Brain. It's Dr. Carol Leaf. And she says, she talks a lot like Linda talk And she says, she's brought science. Her, one of her phrases that she uses in a few chapters is that science is caught up to the Bible. So she says, you know, <laughs> read the book and try it. And Bobby mm-hmm. and I just actually went through a, a month thing of uh, testing everything, and we find that we're normal. So, uh, but there <laughs> was God bothering me, you know. I'm saying uh, I'm having trouble pronouncing words. I'm looking at all the negative sides of dementia, and I see things that I had, you know, when you were younger, did you? Uh, did you drink? I had a brain uh, operation when I was five years old, so I drank too much when I'm younger. I have all these fears. I'm saying, oh God, is this going to catch up with me? And when we took the test, and we're supposed to take it every two years, uh, I'm average. So, uh, <laughs> but fear is uh, fear can well, get to you, and we've got to sit there and. Uh, you know be conscious of it and that's what I love in your books uh, author all, all three of the ones I've read you sit there and point out the things that you should be doing the things you how you can uh, get out of that negative energy and get into a positive energy I just mm-hmm. just the way you talk about things uh I don't think we talk about i, I Maybe I'm too old because I maybe my memory isn't as good as they claim it is because I remember sports being a positive thing years ago and now I <laughs> I have trouble reading the sports page sometimes and I'm reading negative this and this person doing this and yeah. it's uh I don't know. So well, um you know got uh, about eight minutes left. I'd like you to end the show and talk about what you want to talk I did tell I was going to ask one question, the pros and cons of a husband and wife working uh, together, you know sometimes I see my wife rolling my eyes, and I mean when we used to have those two hour meetings with the player uh and parents uh you know a lot of it is stuff that you know you can only give your book out so many times <laughs> and they they're, when they back they're tough
2: well, coach, I think. I mean, to answer your question about the advantage of uh, of Linda LeClaire and Dr. Bryce Young being husband and wife, um, I think having a male and a female perspective for for both the athletes, for the parents, for the coaches is incredibly helpful. And, uh, you know, having having our son having played junior tennis, we can relate to families. Uh, We've been in the trenches. So, uh, it's not it's not theoretical, um, and thankfully our son who played junior tennis who still loves playing tennis, and uh, so I, I think I think there there are a lot of benefits. And, and again, we we are exceptionally responsive to the, to the people who are calling on us, and they can call on one of us, both of us, or either of us, and uh, and we're going to be there for them, and we're going to share. Uh, everything we possibly can that we think is going to help them.
0: And on a personal level, uh, us working together, if we, if we love our work. I mean, we wouldn't probably be still working if we didn't absolutely have a passion for it. And so it's really fun for us to work together because we feed off of each other. And, and, you know, Bryce may come from one perspective and I come from another perspective, that helps build um, build something and that is really that is really fun for us and i think you know our you know, we love our clients we have awesome clients really you know we're fortunate that um, that we can we can work with people we love working with <laughs> we actually don't have to work with <laughs> when we don't want to work with but we you know we haven't really ever had that problem we've always like who we're working with, and the synergy between Bryce and me is something that really helps raise the frequency, the energy, when we're working with somebody. Um, and also brings a lot of humor into our work, too, because oftentimes I use Bryce as an example of something <laughs> <laughs> that we've been going through, and, and he's always a good sport about it, and so, uh, so that's fun, too. But we also get to bounce ideas off of each other. I mean, we're pretty much <laughs> thinking about this stuff, working with it, using it, and we're definitely living it. And so uh, for us, it really is an advantage. I mean, I can't imagine us not working together, really.
2: Well, and, and hopefully for your listeners, if I could, um, if they just go to yourmentalcoach.com, they They can always check in on on how to contact us or how to stay connected because um, we get we get requests uh, all the time through through people who are going on the website. so that's great, and we're happy and, to know. and
0: coach, I'd like you to you know to um, talk to talk to me in private because I want to teach you some energy techniques that will help you dissolve that fear that you've been feeling because fear really is distrust it it's worth it yeah and you don't have to you don't really have to have those fears we can really dissolve those fears and and you can you'll feel a, a greater sense of freedom and in turn you'll be creating more um consciously what you actually want to create in your life well, I
1: thank creating. you for that. I appreciate it. It is disturbing and it's, uh, you know, and I admit to it. Uh, sometimes I wonder, are you letting your ego get in the way? Maybe there is nothing more. You've, uh, you've given, you've been coaching for, uh, you know, approaching uh, 60 years now. Maybe that's all there is. So, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> okay.
0: coach. Cool. Uh, see. <laughs> I and mean, this this is this is my belief. We are here we are here on a mission and we're gonna complete our mission if if we want to. You know, if right. we feel like this is what we wanna do. And um, you know, the human side of us, that other side of us might never really feel like we've completed the mission. <laughs> but um uh, but our souls know know differently. So, but seriously, give me, I mean, let's really connect. And because there's some techniques, in fact, I've thought about maybe, you know, sometime in our interview teaching it to the, the people listening in. Because the one um, technique is particularly easy, but it is so powerful. It's just amazing.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, I always look forward to talking with the two of you and the, because of health reasons, I've actually missed the last two PTR uh, uh, symposiums, and, and uh, actually, I'm—I uh, think I'm on my way back. I'm, I'm uh, healthier, uh, you know. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, so I'm—I uh, think we're—you
1: know—I think I'm. I think, uh, I hopefully, I think, I'm I looking forward to it because Hill Head's one of my favorite places.
0: Well, we hope that you'll be here next February for
1: sure. Well, what you, is there anything that you, I have two minutes uh, left? Uh, what would you like to say to the audience? Anything special? Or
2: well, I what I would recommend is that that the, the listeners. Definitely follow up with the confidence factor because that that book has some tremendous insights um, for athletes, for parents, for coaches on dissolving fear and and using confidence. And so I, I think that that would be a a uh, a great starting point for people who haven't read the book yet. Well, I, I agree
1: a hundred percent. I I read the book again uh recently and uh I truthfully didn't realize uh in just about every chapter in that uh book, I I'm uh I have to be careful when I get library books sometimes because I have the habit of doing uh, putting yellow <laughs> and so sure I don't do it. otherwise I'm buying the book. But you cover fear and just about every chapter in that book, and, it, and unless you're consciously looking at it, it's easy uh, to to well, I won't say miss it. I think you do it so well that uh, you bring love overpowers fear the way you do it. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. And, you know, you know I've been promoting love for a very long time,
2: <laughs>
0: uh-huh. all, all my life. And it's it's great that love is getting a lot more light now
1: than ever. Well, I severely, uh, thank you for being on the broadcast. Uh, hopefully uh, in the next couple of months we will talk again. And um, I would remind everybody that uh, if you really uh, – and we all need help. I shouldn't say if you need it. You should really think about contacting Dr. Bryce Young and energy coach Linda LeCleur because they can do uh, wonders uh, for you. And I thank the Almighty for introducing them to me because I think they have made me a better coach. Next week it's Coach Chuck Reese. You know Muddy Willen. I will talk to you then and tell your friends about the broadcast. Please, bye bye.
2: Hi. I love? It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?